Hey guys, welcome to Soul Coaster Podcast. My name is April. If you are new to the show, welcome to season seven. And if you are one of my faithful listeners, thank you so much for rocking with me through all of my craziness on my spiritual journey. I started this podcast a couple of years ago and it was all about me in my diary, I would have to say, of uh, my spiritual journey. And, you know, it never really ends. It just always like continues and then you have like it peaks and valleys and it continues to go on and on and on and on and on (laughs) and it's non-stop all the time and I just find I just find that like the end of 2019 going into 2020 more people are awakening more people are having a better understanding of like what they want to be and how they want to show up in the world uh, their life purpose Um, and that's what I help people do on their path so welcome to season seven of so coach the podcast Hey guys, welcome to Soul Coaster Podcast. Thank you so much for all my faithful listeners. And if you are new to the show, welcome. So this is part two of the season seven premiere. So let me just tell you guys what's going on. So I have COVID and I've had COVID now for over a week. And normally my podcast come out on Monday, but I have been super sick. I have lost my sense of taste and smell. It's been quite challenging for me. So I feel I got a burst of energy this afternoon, well, this evening. And so I wanted to do the podcast because I know a lot of you guys are waiting for part two. And I just didn't want to disappoint. And I also wanted to make sure that I got all the information that I needed to get into part two. So here we are. <laughs> Thank you guys uh, for all your love and support. My season seven premieres blew off the charts on my downloads. So I just want to personally thank everyone that um, have been here from the beginning that is new to the show. And uh, it's only going to get better this season. So I'm super excited about that. So thank you so much. If you f- if you hear me like catching my breath. <laughs> I do have COVID, okay? <laughs> I'm doing this podcast anyway because the people are ready for it, right? So uh, thank you so much again. Make sure that you go. If you're looking, because I realized this uh, this week that uh, actually last week when I'm asking people to go and raid and write reviews like Spotify, you're not able to anymore because they did, but not anymore and so if you're listening to it on apple Podcasts, please go write a review rank it i haven't had any reviews in a, in a minute so make sure that you take the time to do that for me if you're on iHeartRadio, you can definitely rate it so let's get started a season seven part premiere part two Alright, you guys. So as we um, get into part two, I'm just going to give you a warning. I'm recording this in my bed with my podcast equipment around me. I got my laptop, my podcast equipment, headphones, and my son is next to me because he will not leave me alone. And he's laughing on YouTube. So you might hear him in the background. You might. 
I'm not sure. But if you do, just ignore it because he's, you know, just being the kid that he is. And he won't leave me alone. <laughs> he will not leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, um, so when I left off, I was talking about, you know, the relationship that you have with God is the most important relationship that you will have. So when you are going and you're on your spiritual journey and you're going on the spiritual quest, I used to call him, you know, my uh, first spiritual teacher, Miss Pat, used to say, hey, we're going to go on a spiritual quest. We always prayed, carried crystals, protection gear, because our intention was to allow spirit to lead us to the things that we needed to learn, see, and allow. And it also taught me a lot about having faith. So when we went on these spiritual quest, um, we would pack tight we would pray and we would look for signs and that's something that I pray for every day as I, I wake up I meditate I pray and I look for signs and signs could be angel numbers it could be like a particular bird that you know you're familiar with it could be a butterfly it can be a certain color it could be a dragonfly it can be whatever that resonates to let you know that you know spirit is there for you one of the things that I do is if I am on a quest or if I have something that I had going on, you know, like I know that I'm about to go into this this house that has spirits or if I know that I'm about to go to the cemetery or I know if I'm about to go to a place where I know that my energy will be either drained or I need to pull my energy and put into, I always look for a spirit to, to let me know that they're present. And my thing is white birds. So if I see a white bird or anything like that, then I know that that is spirit giving me the okay, like, hey, you're all right. Are you protected and so forth? So when I start seeing white birds, which is not often um, that I see them, but when I do, then I know that my angel, my spirit guides are around me. So as I um, am on this quest with, you know, um, Hold on one second. As I'm on this quest with uh, Mitchell in the cemeteries, we are, uh, I have to say this, and it's really, it's eye-opening to me because we went on this quest after we started researching, you know, the cemeteries that it was from his point of view a 70-year-old white man that does not have the same experience of America as I do. So we went to the cemeteries of Confederate soldiers, and he was so proud of uh, his heritage. And for me, I had to let him be aware that that is not anything that me being a black woman in the South of Mississippi is something to be proud of because my ancestors were the ones that were in the cotton fields, the rice fields, enslaved. And that is what the Confederate war was about is keeping their slaves. <laughs> and I have a different perspective of the Confederacy. So when we went to these cemeteries because I went to a, a lot of them with him and just kind of like 
listen and like allowed and so forth and took it in. When I stepped foot on some of the cemeteries that scattered around the Gulf Coast, I can feel the soldiers or the ones that were left there, their spirits and them apologizing to me. And there was the sense of regret. There was a sense of um, sorrow. Um, because here's the thing. We're in this 3D realm, right? Physical realm. And people live their life based off belief systems. And these belief systems that we have are, are passed on from generations. So when you have a racist mother, grandmother, whatever, that that's just how it is, you become a racist. But when you are faced with light in God into the next realm, you realize that the racism, the hate, the low vibrations are just not realistic because you're not going to be racist when you die and you pass on, right? You're not going to think that you're better because, you know, you're white and that person's black or brown when you are dead because your, your meat, your body is here in the ground, but your spirit is not of a color. Your spirit is of a light and of a soul. And when you pass on, none of that racism shit doesn't matter. But it's hard to have people understand that when they're in the midst of the 3D world, right? So when I stepped foot on the soil of these confederacies, that is what I felt. Sorrow, apologetic, you know, um, like I, a lot of, I wish I knew what I see now. You know what I mean? Um, and that aspect of it. And it was eye-opening to me because he's, you know, Mitchell, my God, is walking me through this as a white man in South Mississippi who's had all the opportunities in the world, retired engineer. You know, it's just his life is totally different than, oh, totally different than mine, right? And uh, he was very proud. And I might go into some detail about, you know, the things that I saw on these uh, Confederacy soldiers. But I might not. I don't know if I'm going to do that on a YouTube. However, as we were walking through some of the cemeteries, I did see, I guess, smallpox happen, of course. Not guess, but I know smallpox happened. And there were families that were, you know, that died. And you can see, like, the whole family, like, the kids, the mom, you know, the dad, uh, graves all together. A lot of small children in this one particular uh, cemetery that we visited in Moss Point, Mississippi. And I was just blown away by the simple fact that I was like, wow, like, life is short, <laughs> right? And then you, and then you die and then you just buried your physical body is just buried in the ground. And then that's it. Right. And, uh, you want to make sure that your legacy or what you're known for has meaning while you are living. Cause when you're dead, you can't smell, touch, taste. You can't do those things. Right. And a lot of times we take those things for granted 
as we navigate through this physical plane. But we really are here to reincarnate, to learn lessons, to break curses, to move forward, to be a service to other people. And uh, as we were visiting all the cemeteries, he's like, well, there's a couple places that I want you to see. And I was like, okay, cool. So one of the things we visited was a Longfellow, Longfellow place, which is called Bellevue. It's in Pascagoula, Mississippi, off the beach. And I've seen the house a lot of times because, you know, uh, Pascagoula is really nice. The beach is nice, you know, whatever. Well, the legend has it that the mistress of the house was evil. And she really, like, abused her slaves and all kinds of stuff. Well, the story has it that there was one particular slave that she lied on. You know, fragile white woman lying. Oh, he did this. He winked at me. He did that. So they all gathered around and they killed him. I mean, they beat him. They drugged him. They did everything that you could do to him and they killed him. And he was one of like the, I guess, the good slaves. Like he did all the stuff, you know, on the grounds or whatever. So when he died, his spirit did not leave. His spirit haunted the house. So it was called, you know, the haunted house, the Longfellow place. That's what it says, right? Well, here's the thing. When we pulled up, he didn't tell me the story at first. He was like, what do you feel when you're on this property? I said, I feel a lot of anguish. I feel a lot of, um, it was so overwhelming, the amount of pain that I felt when I was there. And we didn't even get out the car because I didn't want to get out the car. He was like, well, let's get out. I was like, no. (laughs) Because I was so overwhelmed with the pain, the it was something that I can't even put in words that I was like, I, I don't want to be here because the torment that those slaves went through um, on that land is still there and they're still there and it is haunted. And um, there's a lot of things that they can't explain that goes on in that house. And it's a beautiful home. However, the legacy of that home and the bloodshed that's been on that ground is going to be there forever. I don't care if you knock that place down, burn it, wash it away, it's still going to be there. Because when I was there, there was a particular man that showed up and he was angry. And when I say angry, I'm talking about furious angry like belligerent with it and I could feel that and I was sitting in the car and it was just flashes that was coming to me as I was sitting there and I was like no I'm not getting out this place is going to be forever cursed and it's time for me to go and then that's when he told me the story of the guy because I didn't know anything about it I never even heard of this place Right, so the Longfellow Place, uh, Bell Bellevue, in uh, Pascal, Mississippi. You guys gotta look that up. <laughs> yeah, this was so insane. This happened last year, and I'm telling you, like, my life is forever changed. Like, you know, being uh, there on that property. And then I said, you know, I told him, I said, that's enough. <laughs> I said, Mitch, I think that this journey is an amazing journey. 
you know, I don't want to spill too much, but uh, there's so much more to go that uh, I will put on my YouTube channel because there's pictures and there's videos and there's more stories of things that we experience while we're in Pasagoula that I want to share. I want to kind of keep hold on to that to my YouTube channel, right? So uh, he said, well, there's one more place and then we're going to be done. And I said, well, that'd be great because the sister is tired because it's very draining. When you are a medium and an empath and you can feel these things and see these things, it drains your energy. So we mosey on down Ocean Springs, Mississippi. <laughs> In Ocean Springs, Mississippi, is this, uh, this crazy thing I had no idea about was Al Capone. Al Capone, which I didn't even know, okay? Al Capone was a, con- okay, contract murder in past, uh, in past Christian, actually. Al Capone used to send his gang, gang members uh, to unload barges that were moored uh, in the back streams of Bay St. Louis and stocked his trucks with contraband liquor. In Bay St. Louis, right? He had a house in Ocean Springs. Somebody, um, and it was in the paper, I guess, years ago, that his wallet had failed, you know, a guy was fishing, found his wallet, and the wallet was uh, retrieved, and it was Al Capone's wallet. This house that's in Ocean Springs is on the water. It's a $5 million home. It is absolutely beautiful, and it belonged to Al Capone. And just the fact that um, he had all these different kinds of um, memories and things that, you know, that uh, that's happened here on the uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast is amazing, right? And uh, it's just something to, like, research and to, to look into because we think that, uh, you know, Mississippi, South Mississippi is all about slaves, slavery, bondage, and all this other stuff. But there's also a lot of different histories. There's um, different cultures that came down here. The French, the Native American, I mean, the Spanish. It's just so many different things and layers that we just forget that, you know, we just think black and white, that's all. But it's enriched with a whole bunch of things. And I feel like it's my duty to bring the point of view of black people in South Mississippi. Because... We aren't represented correctly. When you people that, you know, my podcast is, I mean, I'm several different countries. I'm all over the world. And and I'm a small town girl from Gautier, Mississippi, right? And a lot of people don't really understand that we are not ass backwards. <laughs> We're not barefoot eating watermelon we um, have all of our teeth. Uh, we are not ignorant. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us are worldly, but it's the ones that moved. And it's the ones that lived in other places. It's the ones that, you know, know that there is a world outside of South Mississippi and they come back and then they want to like share that, right? That heritage and for, and for people to understand that we're all not crazy, uh, we know that Mississippi is ass backwards. We know that we're like the first in obesity. Obesity. We know we're the worst in, um, you know, education and things like that. And a lot of people automatically like, oh yeah, that's Mississippi. 
oh yeah, that's just how Mississippi are, you know, people are. And it's just, you know, they put us all in a box. And I just want to be one of the pioneers to be like, you know, we're all not the same. We all think differently. Um, Majority of us still need to change. You know, uh, I'm not a fan of Mississippi. I never have been, Um, but it is where I'm from, but it's not who I am. And uh, I think that that's very important to understand that. Uh, So when I was doing this traveling and this spiritual, you know, quest, I learned a lot about myself. I learned that um, my dad used to tell me that it was important that I tell people that I am from a small town in Mississippi and not a country town in Mississippi because there's a difference. And I didn't understand that at first because I was like, it's just country as hell, you know. But then again, no, it's not. You know, we have more than two red lights. (laughs) Oh, we got five. I'm just playing. No, but uh, being from a small town and moving away and living in different places and traveling over the world, uh, you do have a different perspective of things. And, uh, and I think that that's what's important when you are in a small town, it's important that you move. It's important that you leave. It's important that you, even if you come back, it's okay, but it's so important that you leave and experience life from a different lens, a different set of lens. And then when you come back, you're able to use your discernment on who you need to have around you, how you want to conduct yourself, all the above. So I, uh, I challenge you guys that's listening to this. If you're still in the town that you were born and raised, you need to leave. And I'm not saying that you have to leave permanently. I'm just saying create a different experience. Because if you want something different in your life, you're going to have to do things that are outside of the box and outside of the box meaning that you can't live in a place that's poisoned you you can no longer live in a place that you continue to be complacent in um, because it will keep you stuck forever and if that's where you are and that's how you're happy then fine do it if you think that you can't do better or be better then that's that's your mindset that's playing tricks on you Um, I don't even know why I went into that tangent, (laughs) but I guess I needed to say that for some reason. Anyway, um, this journey of mine from the cemeteries to uh, the Longfellow House, uh, looking at all these Confederate graves, the cemeteries, um, being able to connect to spirit, uh, to spirits. Uh, that has passed to be able to feel like the slaves um, it's a lot (laughs) it is a lot to take in and I didn't realize how strong my gifts were until last year during 2020 and I'm grateful I'm grateful for that because uh, I have a better understanding of my purpose and uh, and I'm self-aware And I think that a lot of people uh, that's listening to this podcast are on their own separate spiritual journey. 
And it's important that you have self-awareness to be gentle with yourself as you journey through this. And also know that um, your spirit guides are around you even when you're feeling like you're crawling on the ground. They're still there. (laughs) Guiding you, helping you, pushing you. Um, And I challenge all of you guys to think about what is it that you want to be known for? I talked about this in last week's episode about what is it that you want to be known for? What is your legacy? You know, it's not a job. It's not the education. It's not any of those things. What you want to be known for is the mark that you have on other people and how you make other people feel. What did you do while you were here on this planet to help other people get to where they need to be? How were you a service to other people? And what did you do for yourself? How did you feed yourself? And I think that that is very important. We tend to think that if we accomplish this and then that and this and then we do that and then we'd have this checklist of like, you know, I'm going to go do this and that's fine and dandy because I'm all about setting goals and achieving them. But while we're so busy setting goals and achieving them, are we living our lives? Because when I'm walking on these cemetery grounds, these people are dead. I mean, dead, dead. (laughs) I'm talking about never to come back. Okay, they come back in a different body. Because spirit is energy, your soul is energy, energy never goes away, (laughs) right? It's never destroyed, it's just moved around. So what is it that you, what do you want to be known for? It's not the things that you think it is. Looking rich or having the latest handbag, that's not, it's not important. What's important is your imprint on the world. This podcast will be around forever. I mean, forever. (laughs) And uh, my son will be able to listen to this when I'm long gone. And uh, that's something that I am very prideful of because I think that uh, it's important that he knows how much I love him how much I pray over him every single night. You know, he's only nine years old, but imagine when he turns 18 and he's listening to these podcast episodes. You know, people that are going into their awakening and they're listening to this podcast episodes. So that's my little piece of legacy and history that I want to leave for the world. So you think about what you're going to imprint is it a book? Is it just, you know, and, and giving it to your, your family or your daughter or your son to help them along? What is it? And you might not have that answer right away, but you ask your spirit guides, like, what am I here? What is my life purpose? And allow them to work through you. It's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard. <laughs> But it's going to be worth it. Right? Yes. (laughs) So I think I'm going to get off my soapbox now. Um, My COVID-19 is starting to kick in. (laughs) Because, I mean, you know, I can't taste or smell anything. But um, 
I do feel myself getting out of breath and overexerting myself a little bit. And uh, I, but I definitely wanted to do this part to kind of give you a snippet of my YouTube channel. Um, there is a part three to this. I know, right? <laughs> Damn, April, really? Yeah, there's a part three. This part three is going to be a woozy because now I want to get into some <laughs> deep, deep, deep philosophies on me being a medium and what um, I've experienced uh, during this 2020, during 2020, walking these cemeteries, getting all this information, learning about my roots in Mississippi and also my roots in Louisiana because they go hand in hand and a lot of people are like you just act like you know you know you're not from Mississippi it's not even about that I moved to Louisiana in a very young age well young like 20 and uh and uh and it grabbed me because my family's from there and uh and it's where I (coughs) excuse me it's where I belong and uh, and that is what uh, part three is about. It's about heritage. It's about your roots. It's about your ancestors. And it is about you really taking the lead in your own life. Breaking these generational curses is our generation and the, the next generation and so forth. We are not our parents. We're not our grandparents. We are self-aware. And it's time for us to start acting like we have a clue. Okay. So that being said, thank you so much for listening to my crazy ass. COVID-19 and all. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. Just playing. I'm playing. No, for real. Like, I'm definitely sick. But I wanted to get this out. So thank you guys so much for all your love and support. Make sure you visit soulcoach.org thesoulcoach.org I'm sorry uh for all my new product my romance baths number one seller good luck number two uh, protection I have all kinds of stuff on the website so make sure you take your time uh visit the website and then I have shop pay now so if you want some coaching some if you're really ready to change your life my coaching sessions are on shop pay so you can pay as you go right (laughs) I mean, there's no more, there's no more excuses, all right? There's no more. So it's time for you to uh, take the lead and be the change you want to see. All right, you guys, thank you so much.